0: Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Thank you for joining us today. We pray as we are entering in now to the first week of this brand new year that this will be a year uh, of hope for everyone who has trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, we're told very clearly in scripture to look unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, if you're looking to man to solve all the complex problems of the world and of our personal, uh, problems today. Uh then we're looking. Our focus is in the wrong place. There was a T shirt that I really enjoyed. It brought a good balance uh to polit between politics and, and 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 biblical faith because it said Trump is my president, Jesus is my savior and we never need to mix up Our trust in man and our trust in God. Now, God can use a man, a woman, a boy or a girl, for that matter. But our trust has to be and should be exclusively in the Lord. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, the psalmist said. But our trust is in the name of the Lord our God. God. Hallelujah. Praise God. They that trust in the Lord will be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. For as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is round about his people to deliver them. So I want to keep my focus on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I want to keep my trust in the God. Who says, Call upon me in the day of trouble? I'll deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bible, turn with me if you will to Second Timothy chapter one and verse twelve on the subject of the sermon this morning, a Christ centered faith, a Christ centered centered faith i preached a message very similar to the message that i'm going to bring you this morning years and years ago probably two decades or more maybe three decades maybe 30 years ago uh, to a a group of of sailors uh, and 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 uh, who had come in to port in Port Tampa and they asked me to come and 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 give a sermon for them before they went back out to sea and, uh, we had many dignitaries there from the military, from the area, uh, and I was so honored to be able to go and, and tell them more and more about the, the one that I preach more than anyone or anything else, and that is Jesus Christ. Christ hallelujah so we're bringing a message today that is timeless it fits our time uh, we're in a battle uh, dear friend of mine we are at war spiritually speaking and we need a Christ centered faith because there are so many distractions so many discouragements so many uh, pr- things in the peripheral to break that focus and yet we are to look t- unto Jesus, which means to not look anywhere else to anyone else. The Old Testament puts it this way, Look neither to the right hand nor to the left hand. Let thine eyes look straight on before thee. I was in St. Augustine one time on an an- one of our anniversaries, and uh, I remember those, uh, those horse-drawn carriages that you could rent. Now, we didn't rent one of those, but I I, I watched those horses had blinders on. Not, they could only see directly in front of them. They couldn't see to the right or left because they were going to be walking with traffic to the right and to the left. And if they, that, that peripheral had distracted them from where they were were supposed to go to to stay safe then they could have become uh, driven by fear they could have be, become uh, uh suddenly uh shaken because of the nearness of a truck or a car on either side but those blinders kept them looking straight down there Lane. We need something that I like to call Holy Ghost blinders, because no matter where in our peripheral we look and we just can't get away from it without this sense of focus, there are fearful things, there are frightful things, these are perilous times, and we need a Christ-centered faith. Looking away from all that will distract and setting our gaze upon Jesus is how it would read and how it should read. Because this is a laser-like focus on Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. So Second Timothy 1.12 The Apostle Paul talks about a Christ-centered faith. Listen to it. He said, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded through that knowledge of him, you see, that he is able, that he is able, faithful and able here in the Greek, to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able and faithful to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. See, these words of the great apostle stand in marked contrast to our age of doubt and fear. Here's a positive confidence which defies anyone to shake its stability. Here's someone who has no doubts about what he believes, and in particular, in whom he believes. He's certain, absolutely sure. Let's look this morning at his testimony in Scripture. Discover the source of his certainty, so that we can have a Christ-centered faith as well. Number one, he had a Christ-centered confession. He declared it. Amen. For I know whom I have believed. Here we have a statement of faith. It's really a confession of faith. And we're told in scriptures to hold fast our confession. It says profession, the King James. It is the Greek word for confession. Hold fast our confession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promised, and that's what he knew about God, and that's what he knew about Jesus. He knew about the faithfulness of the Lord, and I don't just know what I believe. I know whom I have believed. Amen. Notice it was faith in a person, not just in the power of God, but in the person of God, and especially in the person, Jesus Christ, who said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Praise God. Amen. Listen, Paul's confident testimony was that he had faith in Jesus Christ. Christ a personal faith in a personal Jesus and a personal savior Paul did not say i believe certain things about Jesus he said i know him and confidence is commonly, commonly defined as a relationship based on trust and intimacy I believe that the Old Testament word for faith, I think faith may be found one time in the entire Old Covenant, but the one word for faith is found multiple times, and that is the word trust i hear faith today defined as some kind of mysticism almost uh reading the bible reading the promises reading uh, the the scriptures faith comes by hearing and and mysteriously this force of faith appears this power to believe just appears as a force within us and and many use that terminology saying that that they were healed by taking that healing by the force of their faith. Friend of mine, I believe this is a subtle trick of the enemy to get us to take our focus from the faithfulness of our Father and of our Savior and our Sovereign and to place faith in our own ability to believe or in essence faith in our faith instead of faith in our Father. Amen. Friend of mine, I believe that the word trust in the Old Testament must be understood and appreciated and appropriated if we're going to understand and use New Testament faith properly. The Scriptures teach that we can have a relationship with God, a reconciled relationship through Jesus Christ, and the result will be a bold faith, hallelujah, because of a trust in his person, and in particular, his faithfulness. In Donald Atwood, in Reformed Review, writes, During the terrible days of the Blitz, a father holding his small son by the hand ran from a building that had been struck by a bomb. In the front yard was a shell hole. Seeking shelter soon as possible, the father jumped into the hole, held up his arms for his son to follow, terrified, yet hearing his father's voice telling him to jump, the boy replied, "I can't see you." The father, looking up against the sky, tinted red by burning buildings, called to the silhouette of his son. But I can see you. The boy jumped into his father's arms because he trusted his father. That's why Hebrews 10.23 that I quoted, here it is in Scripture, Let us hold fast our profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that Promise, hallelujah paul the apostle had a christ-centered confession i know whom i have believed and he also had a confident conviction he said because of that knowledge and i am persuaded literally fully absolutely persuaded that he is able to keep what i've committed unto him against that day Faith persuades of the truth. Here is Paul's confident conviction. God is able. And when you see able in Scripture, if he isn't faithful, it doesn't matter how much power he has. If he isn't faithful, it doesn't matter that he's an all-powerful God. If he isn't faithful because of his love, then his ability is null and void because it won't help us. But if he's faithful because he loves us, then all of that power and ability and knowledge and wisdom to help is ours to claim. Hallelujah. And this is Paul's confident conviction. God is faithful and able. This is confidence in his person, not just his power alone. It's summed up in this simple phrase, though God is able. This very true story comes, and that's why I shared it with uh, so many in the military that may be called upon uh, into combat in that particular time that I was speaking to them. When death seems so close, true story to Delos Miles, in a bunker in North Korea. By the way, my uncle fought in North Korea And made it home safely. But when death seemed so close to this man. Delos Miles. In a bunker in North Korea. He began to pray. As he lay on the ground. A Chinese soldier. Put a rifle to his head. Miles prayed something like this. And this is his own personal testimony. Lord if you are all powerful like I've always heard you are. You can bring me out of here alive. If you will save my life, I'll do anything you want me to. The soldier fired. Instead of the bullet going through his head, it went down across his right side. After 18 hours in that bunker, pretending to be dead and three days and three nights searching for Delos. Searching, rather. Delos made it back to the 1st Marine Division. As of a few years ago, at that time, uh, that I was reading this, he served as a professor of evangelism at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary to go from uh, almost a certain death to serving God and teaching others uh, the theology. <laughs> Amen. Because he believes in childlike faith that what the Word of God declared of him was true. He believed that God is and that God's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him and there's nothing too hard for Him. God is able, whether in death or in life, we need to believe and we must believe that God is able to keep whatever we commit to Him in faith because we know Him and we believe His Word and because we have experienced His care, we trust in His power to be released in our behalf. Paul had most certainly, amen, a Christ-centered confession and he had a confident conviction that he's able to keep what I've committed, including himself. And he also had a consuming commitment. He believed that he was able to keep what he had committed to him. Paul committed his all to Jesus Christ. Paul committed his Best for Jesus. The call of Jesus is always a call to commitment. It's a call to trust Him. It's a call to live for Him. It's a call to surrender our lives unto Him and follow Him. I heard the, I heard the, the humorous story. I t- I've told it many times, but we've got this brand new audience here on the internet to hear it. A chicken and a pig while traveling together came upon a family poverty-stricken, with no food for breakfast. The chicken, moved with compassion, said to the pig, "'We can help this family. I'll provide the eggs. You provide the ham.' The pig snorted, "'Just a little effort on your part. But for me, it requires a total commitment.'" Did you know, in order to truly be a disciple of Jesus, to trust Him with our all and make a full commitment on Him, it begins with denying ourself, taking up our cross, literally crucifying the flesh and the lust thereof, denying ourself and taking up our cross simply means that we are dying to self, that we may live unto Him, and really that He may live through us as the apostle Paul said it's no more I that live but Christ that liveth in me I'm dead yet alive hallelujah the great apostle's certainty came through a full surrender to Jesus Christ and I want to submit to you today this Sunday morning that we need a consuming commitment to follow Jesus What? Ever the cost. Then we'll know what it is to see defeat turn to victory, sorrow turn to joy, and death turned into life. And this sense of helplessness and hopelessness and impotence turned into power. For they that trust the Lord, the scriptures say, shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. For as the Lord is round about Jerusalem, (laughs) Amen. As the mountains rather are round about Jerusalem, the Lord is round about His people to deliver them. (laughs) Amen. There's a great song out, came out recently Contemporary Christian song, very great message, good theology based on the Holy Scriptures of an incident in the Old Covenant. And it's, it's it, I, I forget the entertainer, Christian artist rather. I, I hate to use the term entertainer. I hope no Christian artist sees their singing, their Playing and their ability as simply entertainment. We need, we need inspiration. We need information from the scriptures, from the word of God. And this song says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm really surrounded by you. In the life of Elisha and his servant, A king was setting up an ambushment for the children of Israel, particularly the army of Israel. And every time they set up an ambushment, Israel's army went the other way. And they couldn't ambush them and have the element of surprise. The king got furious. And he said to to his captains, "We're we're going to find out. We we've got a snitch. <laughs> we've got a rat. We've got we've got somebody ratting us out to the enemy. And we're gonna we're gonna keep looking till we find them. And we're going to destroy them. And out of fear of of one of them being singled out." In the, in the king's rage and in his disappointment of, of not being able to hatch his, his plan to ambush the, the, the army of Israel. He said, no, you don't need to do that. There is a prophet. There is a, see real prophets, <laughs> genuinely God uses them in a mighty way and the enemy hates them. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and seeks to destroy them. <laughs> but listen, he knew there's a prophet, a genuine, a real prophet in Israel. And he said, this man, whatever you say or do in secret, the God of Israel reveals it to his prophet, and he goes and tells the military leaders about your plan. And he said, where is this prophet? His name was Elisha. (laughs) Elisha. And he had a servant that served him. And the servant got up. And went out to gather the wood to fix the meal for his, his master. And when he looked to the north, the south, the east and the west. He saw that Israel was surrounded by this mighty army. He dropped everything he was doing. He ran back into the tent and said, Master, everywhere I look, there are armed soldiers surrounding us. There is no way out and Elisha the prophet said there's more with us than there is with them and it didn't help his servant at all you know and unless we believe the word the word is not going to help us at all when we are in those kind of dire straits but listen the prophet asked that God give him a revelation He took him outside and he said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And when his spiritual eyes came open by revelation, he saw that the army of armed soldiers, flesh and blood that surrounded them, was surrounded by an angel army with chariots of fire. Oh, friend of mine, make no mistake about it. Our confidence in God is confidence in an almighty, all-powerful God who has loved us and sent His Son to be our Savior and our Sovereign. Dear friend of mine, when we put our trust in God, Our faith, our faith is like a shield then that quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. He walked out and walked up to that mighty army, up to the leaders of it and the king. And as he walked toward them, he prayed, Lord, because these angels didn't do anything till he prayed a prayer of faith. Amen. But when he prayed, then all of those resources that God had already dispatched, ready, oh, then it came into manifestation. No wonder the devil fights our faith and fights us to keep us from praying in faith, believing, because it releases all of heaven's resources that are promised and provided in our Behalf, praise God if you can believe all things are possible to him that believeth that's why confidence in Christ faith in God therefore is so very very important and he simply prayed smite this people I pray thee with blindness and immediately this entire army became blind they couldn't see nothing then he walked up to the king and the king he said unto him and introduced himself and says where do you want to go from here you you you, want, you where do you want to go he thought he was going to take him uh, to to the israeli army and let them slay them all They said we want to go home <laughs> and God told the prophet, Well, let them go home that they might know there's a God in Israel. Let them go home and let them see their army defeated, not by a flesh and blood army, a visible army, but an invisible angelic army. Who who who, who is like our God? Who is like unto him? Amen. This omnipotent God, this all powerful God that we serve. This God who is invisible and yet more viable than that that we can even see. God wanted the testimony that He defended Israel. And He wants us to understand that He defends us today. That the shield of faith is in His faithfulness, His person And his unlimited power. And it quenches all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. It won't stop the devil from trying to destroy us. It will stop us from being destroyed by him. Hallelujah. That what? That the enemy of God's people may know there is a God in Israel. In other words, there's a God who defends His covenant people. Glory to God. Friend of mine, today we need the manifestation of God's power because of His faithfulness. We need to know Him well enough, to trust Him well enough, To release our faith in Him, if you please, in the New Testament sense. And the shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And we need to then take the sword of the Spirit and become aggressive toward the enemy. Get off the defensive. Know that no weapon formed against us then will prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, hallelujah, and wield the mighty sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I've committed unto him against That day to come, that day of judgment, that day of wrath. But right now, that day of trouble, that day of testing, that day when the enemy, that evil day, the Scripture calls it. Amen. Friend of mine, the evil day is here. The perilous time is here. But God is here. And God is for us. And God is with us. And if God be for us today, who can be against us and prevail. Hallelujah. This is our birthright. We need to stand on the promises of God, holding fast our confession of faith without wavering. For He is faithful, that promised, looking unto Jesus, who is the author And the finisher. The Alpha. And the Omega. Of our faith. The one who said. Lo. I am with you. Always. I will never. No never leave you. Nor forsake you. I will go with you. Even unto the end of the age. We're getting close. To the end. Of the age. But friend of mine we're also getting close to the coming of Jesus Christ. Today, if you don't know Jesus, the Bible says you're without hope and without God in the world. We all were until we came to repent of our sin and come to Christ and trust Jesus as our Savior, our Sovereign, our King, our Lord, our Master, We trust Him. I love the old song, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. God has brought us through it all and He will bring you through it all. The trump is going to sound. He wants you to be ready for His coming. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and be saved and be safe, sealed and safe from the wrath to come. In Jesus' name, amen.